Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. Welcome to a very special Christmassy episode of By the Mash Turn, a podcast by a couple of nerds where most of the time we brew some beer uh, and then every time we drink some beer and have a nice little chat about beer. We're not brewing today. Hooray! Woohoo! I- I'm Mike Harrison Wood. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas. I'm Carl Noble. Merry Christmas, Cal. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. We are taking a bit of a day off today uh we're just having a little bit of a self-reflection and a, and a nice little christmas drink yeah a little bit of a year in review you know this this like people often do this at this time of year normally the sort of beginning of new year yeah um yeah. but yeah we thought we'd just take a, a a bit of a chance just to you know put the put the brewing pots away and uh just drink some drink some beer and have a little chat yeah yeah so it has it has been a fantastic year for us yeah it really has we've we brewed a lot of styles we've chatted with a lot of people yep yeah yeah i mean i think probably we should maybe say thank you to oh yeah quite 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 a lot of people <laughs> um yeah uh, like like first off for me like just a very special thanks to malt miller yeah, uh, yeah you know we partnered up with them at the you know the sort of middle of this year um and yeah it's been absolutely fantastic you know like they've helped us out a lot hopefully they've helped our you know you guys out a lot yeah, and yeah. Um, you know, hopefully they've got something in return from us as well. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah, thank you to all the breweries that we've gone and visited. So, uh, uh, who have we? Who have we done? We did um, Wild Weather. Yeah, we did Siren Craft. Yeah, uh, West Berkshire. Yeah, uh, obviously, uh, me working there helps. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that does help. Um, and then, uh, of course, we had little chats with people like Dave Ashmore and uh, James Moore as well. Yep. who yeah, uh, yeah. helped out for the. The Green Hop episode. And Craft Theory, and where craft we spoke theory, we to pretty to, yeah. much everybody. Yeah. So, you know, like a, a, a big thanks to, uh, you know, the Grumpy Go and uh, South Street Art Centre for organising Craft Theory, uh, which we will be returning to next year. Um, yes, yeah, so, special plans know, in place. Yep. Um, keep an ear out for whatever's happening there, but there will be something going on. And yeah, like we met, so many fantastic bros. I think we ended up with fifteen interviews throughout the whole thing, and yeah, everything was absolutely yeah. fantastic. It's a good, it's a really good interview because they they do it set of interviews. Sorry, because they do talk about a beer that they brewed as well. Yes, so yeah. for, from the home brewing perspective, I wasn't there. It was it was very fascinating to edit that and and listen yes. to what they were saying and 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 just. I'm I'm constantly surprised just how willing brewers are to share information. Yeah, it, 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 it's like, so nice. It, it it's just it's just so nice that everybody gets together and just you know there's no real sort of competition, mm. which I really enjoy. I mean, especially in Reading, you see that a lot because there's, we've got so many fantastic breweries just in and around the area, and they all do collabs together. They all help yeah, each other out yeah. when somebody's missing ingredients for certain recipes, and it's just really nice because. They don't have to be like that, but true, they just true. really care about beer. Yeah. So and yeah. each other, exactly. All right, All right. Uh, so we've brewed a lot over the last yeah. year. Yeah, we what, have. What, Cal? What beer did you like the most that you made? Um, I think I'm probably gonna have to go for the Goza. Like that. That yeah. was the one that, like, when it was on keg, 
it was just like, yeah, I, this I've nailed it. Like yeah. th- this is real, real nice. And that was the margarita style yeah. one: lime, yeah. tequila, lime, tequila, sour, salt. It was, it was absolutely amazing. So I think that was episode twenty. Mm. Uh, that was our first episode with uh, Malt Miller, actually. And yeah, like that, I was just like, yep. Yeah. This is this is <laughs> real good. So if you are interested in doing a goza, uh, go on to the Malt Miller's website and look at our recipe pack because uh, you can buy that and um, then listen to episode twenty and listen to kind of how we did it. Um, and yeah, like give that a go because I was very impressed with that to, mm. to the point where, despite the fact that we brew so often and we always brew different styles of beer, I'm going, how can I fit this in <laughs> so I can do it again? Just do it with different ingredients. Yeah, but I, I want I want to drink just, that one again. Oh, okay. It's, it's, Not the margarita. Like, it just yeah, I, I want to drink the margarita goza again because like as fantastic as this whole podcast is, what it means it means I never get to brew the same beer twice. Yeah, that, that is kind of a drawback. It's, a, it's it's difficult to fit it in. Yeah. Um. So I might have to try and shoehorn that in as you know. Not an episode, but just something a little something it's, it's, for myself. Yeah, it was it was pretty damn tasty. Yeah. What about you? So, what, what, what's what's been your um, favorite beer? Well, I mean, recently fresh in my mind is the New Zealand Pilsner, which just yeah. has it's been really nice. And it's it's such a shame that it's not a style that you see very often. Um, just yeah, just a really nice middling lager with a, just a touch more New Zealand hops. Like you do see the IPLs around the, yes. the yeah, yeah, India yeah. Pale lagers. That are quite strongly hopped and dry hopped and that type of thing, but this isn't that. This is just there's a there's just a subtle extra fruitiness. Like you do you do get hints of that Motueka lime and you do get hints of of that Nelson Savan gooseberry. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like it's it's nice. It's just really good, but it's not big. Um, for like for big wise, I think yeah, definitely the Rye IPA was uh, it was huge. That was whoa. I mean, the thing is like like sometimes you just don't want big flavor like you know like sometimes you just want a beer that you can just sit and drink like yeah. you know like it doesn't you don't have to sit and like analyze every single nuance of it you just go no this is this is yeah. good i'm drinking it exactly. but yeah like, like like the rye ipa was fantastic because we because we we tried that not long back yeah yeah we? that was that was last episode and we, yeah that was yeah that was real good like yeah. spicy peppery it's good <laughs> i really liked it nice any big lessons you've learned over the last year? I mean, a lot. Every single time I brew, I learn something. Like, that's that's home brewing. I, and yeah. I imagine that's probably professional brewing as well. I, might, I can't imagine there's any professional brewer that you speak to out there that went, nah, nah, I didn't, I'd like, I didn't learn anything this brew. I, you know, it'll be little things, but they'll always learn something. But, hmm. yeah, I think, because I brewed the chocolate and coffee stout, yeah um and the, that was the episode with sirencraft with sirencraft yeah. yeah so the like the the coffee stout i learned a lot during the recording of that episode so just before i brewed it um we chatted with sirencraft and we i mean i learned a lot just from that conversation mm. um and it changed how i was going to brew the beer well maybe not brew the beer itself but how i was going to add the coffee uh, so I think I learned a lot about that. Really. Yeah, I, I I do reckon if if anyone's got even a a vague intention of brewing with coffee at all, then definitely 
listened to that episode uh, kit was just amazing at, yeah. at, at describing all the different ways they had it and at different times and temperatures and yeah fantastic yeah. It, that, that that for me was the was the the one where i think i learned the most mm. how it affected how i ended up brewing the beer in the end yeah yeah um so yeah it was it's just it's a really good episode oh, yeah what? uh for me definitely the Le- the the amount of learning I had to do for the Berlin of Ice episode. Oh yeah, I can imagine was, <laughs> was pretty good. But I mean, d- to be honest, I because I quite like that that sort of uh, sprucey flavour. So doing yes. the, the spruce beer with wild weather and and having the raw ingredients out in front of us is ah oh, chewing on those spruce yeah, tips. That was Man, that, that was, was enjoyable. awesome. I really really enjoyed that. Yeah, but- I, just every episode's been a joy. Same. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that, it is one of the great things about doing this is we get to i know brew stars a beer that i probably would never think of doing i think if Mm. we if we hadn't started the podcast i probably would have just stagnated into brewing the same sort of five or six styles that have all been different recipes but it'd have been the same five or six different styles where i'm like yeah i know i want to drink that i don't want to drink that but you know doing this has really forced me to to learn a lot more (laughs) about brewing which is great and and long may it continue exactly exactly hooray uh should we think about getting a beer of some i kind? think we should have some beer oh cause... oh oh no but before that beer ye beer ye it's time for the beer news there's beer news even on a christmas special is it christmasy beer news it's not really no <laughs> it's it's more about a prediction for right. the coming year oh as it is. right okay uh so those of you with your finger on the pulse may have seen the massive increase in America for a style of drink called hard seltzer. Right. Which is apparently a big thing. It is clear. It is fizzy. It is a very little body flavoured with fruit normally, um, but it is alcoholic. Are you talking about a vodka, lime and soda? No. This <laughs> Sounds is, like you're talking about vodka, lime and soda. This is a brewed beverage, as far as I can tell, Designed to not taste like a brewed beverage. What? Yeah, it's. It seems to have captured quite a large portion of the American market. How in long a very do you think small it's going to be before it comes here? Well, this this is uh, some of the nuances that I've seen whilst researching hard seltzers. Right, and that sort of thing. That in America they don't have what we have in train station shops, which is the pre-made uh, cans of spirit and mixers. Right. So your things like your Jack Daniels and Diet Coke, yeah, or, or your like Marks and Spencer's Mojito, yeah, yeah, they don't have that, right? Okay, and so hard seltzer has come in and filled a gap that has existed, and and so people are often using it as like that first drink of the day just to get you started <laughs> in the evening. <laughs> Find your obviously. buzz, maintain, your yeah, buzz. yeah, yeah, uh, or or like you know, it's just shove it down your throat. Don't think about it. Yeah, it means to an end alcohol. Right, okay. That type of vibe. Yeah. Fine. Like a okay. hooch. Yeah. But less fruity, I less think. Less lemony. It's like, yeah. it, so think of like your subtly flavoured soda waters rather than right, okay. a big sweet well, in your face thing. Because they're often no cloud sugar. Water did a so- they've done a couple of sodas, haven't they? Um, But yeah, so but that's non-alcoholic. Alcohol- but yeah, they're, 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 that's non-alcohol. Yeah. So... I mean, uh, do, do you think we're set to see Cloudwater release well, alcoholic versions of their sodas? I, from what I can tell, AB InBev might be trying to push something soon. 
in the UK should we, market. Should, should we brew one before Airbnb well, launches in the UK the with their prob- hard seltzers? The problem is, it's not really something that you can do on the homebrew scale. Not what? the way that they do it, and uh, because it involves a lot of very complicated machinery so uh, with the like reverse osmosis stuff going on. This sounds like a on. challenge. Yeah. Um, there, there are size things, don't you worry there, about that? There are cheaty ways you can do it at home. Right. With, with just involve water and, yeah. and uh, sorry, sugar yeah. in water and you ferment it and add flavorings. Okay. And that's it. Hooray, you've made a hard seltzer. But it's not a beer. It's not like a hard seltzer beer thing because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. still because, uh, yeah, because, I, you, because you're not using grain no you're just using sugar yeah um and then some people have also dabbled with as you were saying vodka in water and carbonate mm. it yeah yeah and then have that on tap yeah fine yeah that works as well but it's not it's not the hard seltzer that are, is being made by american breweries at the moment right okay. which is Fair a enough. beer that is clear and tastes of soda water and is this gonna be do you remember was it Pepsi, who made Tab, was that the clear? Yeah, that, that was the clear, clear cola. cola, like 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 back in the was it the eighties and early nineties? It might uh, be. Is it is it essentially going to be that? Is this <laughs> going to be a flash in the pan where people like look back in thirty years time and go, God, do you remember that? Well, I no, I think it's if it captures as big a portion of the market as it does as it has done, yeah, in a very short amount of time in America, it could potentially be a very big thing. But okay. there are reasons why it may not. So we'll see. And it, it is a shame that there might be this wave of a huge style that is going to make such a big difference that you literally can't make in your kitchen. That is that is Which, sad. Yeah. We'll have to find a way. I, I mean, I, we'll gar- I guarantee in time there's going to be reverse osmosis machines kicking about just, on just like a little website more than likely. Yeah. For a hundred quid, you can have this little thing. That yeah, exactly. Your, and and it'll strip all of the colour and flavour out of your beer yeah have fun yeah <laughs> we'll see should we have a beer so let's have an actual let's, have an actual let's beer, not be sure. snobbish let's have a beer that looks like beer let's have a let's have a beer yeah right what we've got here the mic so first uh it is a it is a festive beer oh festive uh, yeah it's it's a beer that we covered with uh will toomey from uh west barks right um, well, you weren't there. So I wasn't I there, I'd, so I'd I didn't go. cover this. No, so Brand it's, new to me. It's West Berkshire Brewery. It is Holly Cutter. Right, okay. And it is an um, old ale. An old ale? Yes. Okay. Big and malty, just it, like the time it, of year. Has it got holly in it? No. Cool. It's just a malty old ale. Uh, season's greetings. This rich amber old ale was made uh, from sipping in, or made for sipping in the front of an open fire with friends. We have an open fire. No. Uh, savour and enjoy this subtle chocolate character alongside blackcurrant fig and molasses. Sounds pretty banging. Yeah. What's the percentage on this? Four point five. So it's not. So I know. Not super strong. Yeah, that was that was one of the things Ooh, that it smells good. Will commented on is that you know old ales do sometimes creep up and, and get they to do six normally, yeah. percent. Um, they norm they traditionally may have had a, a sort of oaky brett flavour as well because they would have been stored in a barrel. Yeah. This one hasn't been obviously. It's. Um, it's quite nice. Yeah. I'm enjoying that. Yeah. Like, not super heavy on all, and on any of the flavours, though. That, that is very quaffable. Yes. It like, is easy going. Yeah. It, and it definitely does have that malt bite. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's the sort of thing I can see myself just really <laughs> enjoying in front of a fire. Yeah. I, I might I, have to go find a fire or set one in the middle of my living room. Nice. 
We, we've, we, well, bad idea. Later. Bad idea. Uh, well, let's wait until the end of the episode. Right. Okay. Yeah. Before we get the fire brigade in. Yeah. But we, we have uh, completely on purpose accidentally got it at the right temperature as well. So it is more like cask temperature. It's not like yes, properly yeah, yeah. cold, even though it's from a bottle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you you are getting some of those complex uh, dark sugar flavors. Yeah. No, I like uh, it. There's definitely a malt bite. It's so good. is this the sort of thing do you think that could benefit from a bit of aging? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fair it's, enough. Because, it, you know, it's not, it's not hop forward. No, 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 the, no, not at all. The maltiness has a bite. Yeah. I think it's already developed a little bit from when it was first bottled. Because um, we tried it a couple of days after it had been put in the bottle. Right, okay. And it's, um, it's mellowed a little bit, actually. And I think that will continue. So mm. I think it's, it's, it's a good one to sit on and, and try again. You definitely got that the, the, the sort of like figginess there, the, like, figginess, the, the, like, yeah. the, like like the fruitiness that you would kind of want from uh, a Christmas beer. Yeah, because I'm not normally a fan of Christmas beers. You see, they, because they I tend normally to be find spiced and well, that's it. I normally find it's just a way for breweries to push out beer that you know they sell all year round, but all they've done is they've just smashed a load of ginger into it and went, "There you go, we're going to call it something Rudolph." Yeah, and it's like. Kind of cool Fine. story, like yeah. well <laughs> yeah. done. But no, this is like this is really nice. And have you seen an an uptick in the sales of that one? I know it's been the... doing very well. And do you think that's specifically a Christmas? Like, is this specifically a Christmas beer? Did you release this for Christmas? Um, I, it's one of the seasonals that. Right, so we're not going to see this peaked. in the summertime. Uh, no, no, I, I, I'm not sure if this will be coming back next year, but it's been so. It's if very you want well. to try it, get out there and grab it now. Grab it now. You're probably not going to get to grab it again. No, at least for another year. And and the malt flavors will definitely still be there in six months' time if you want to try age this it a bit. type of thing in the middle of summer. Maybe, maybe we should get one and age it mm, till summer. It's it's tricky. Like if it was stronger, I would say definitely a year mm. would be absolutely fine. But yeah, six months. Six months, Summertime. maybe maybe eight. Like just just as things are starting to get a little bit cold in October, maybe. Oh, things are never going to get cold, mate. Climate no, wars. Yeah. Oh, climate God. wars. Yeah, I forgot about that. Should we should we try another beer? Yeah, let's have another. Right, Mike. What have we got here? Okay, so it looks like I need a flake. This is uh, this was last year's big experiment. Oh, is the Christmas beer from last it's year? It's the Christmas beer from last year. Oh, the mate, full brute circle pale. The uh, Brux Fizz, as oh, I think I ended up calling Brux it. Brux Fizz. So it was a Brute Pale Ale at 9%, something like that. Oh, uh, Flavoured with bitter orange peel. So the idea is... That Smells it's, amazing. Yeah. There's there's big, there's big lots of Mandarina Bavaria. There's, yeah. Uh, well, I've, I've taken a photo of um, my glass when you handed it to me. <laughs> and I'm going to put it up on Twitter because... Core blimey, has it got a head? Yeah, those bra- those uh, green, sorry, um, high pressure Belgian beer bottles. Yeah, with cork and cage. Yeah, worked a charm. <laughs> it, like it was perfect. Opening that, it was it how, was. A, how many bottles of this have you got? Uh, I made about twenty four. I think okay. two crates uh, yeah. plus a couple extras, so maybe more like thirty. Right, okay. I might um, have to nab a couple of bottles off you. Yeah, it's all right. I still got about twenty left. Because en- it looks entertaining. Yeah, I, I haven't actually because I tried this um, after about a month. I tried it after about three months, and then after about six months, and I haven't tried it since then. I haven't tried it at all. No, you and haven't. It tried smells it at fantastic. All. I will warn you. 
before you dip in. At the six month mark, is it acid? It was very dry. Okay. Very dry. So, I'll enjoy. Thanks. Cheers. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it a sip. Yeah. Well, as he says, there is a, a little bit of an orangey uh, aroma. It's quite big. The effervescence definitely helps with that. That's really good. Uh, now, oddly enough, it's not that carbonated when you drink it. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, mm. like, give it a try. Um, but the the orange is there massively. Like, Oh, wow, yeah. But that is brilliant. It still has that orange liqueur flavour. Yes, yeah. That... Well done, Mike. Yeah. That, that's a very, very good beer. I see what you mean, though. It's like all the carbonation is has, the <laughs> has just escaped instantly. It couldn't handle it. No, it's just went, I've been in here for a year. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> so it did. I'm going to leave. <laughs> it did leave. And yeah, I mean, washing it around your teeth, you can feel that there is still quite a lot left yeah. in there, but not as much as I was expecting. No. no. For something that foamed up like that. And it, it doesn't really taste like 9%. It's, it tastes strong. <laughs> you can tell there's that robust background. It tastes background. strong, but it's, it, it's very, very drinkable. And normally yeah. when things get to that sort of percentage, you're like, ah, I'll have a little bit. But that, yeah, that, that, is, that is real tasty. And the oranginess really, really helps. It has worked, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, really well. That, that bitter orange with a very bitter, strong drink has worked. And yeah, it, it, as, as I said, well, well after a month... It was definitely a lot more like a orange liqueur. Like you yeah. open the bottle, it's that uh, Contro, is it? That's the yes. orange. I think so that's like, it tasted though, just like that. It is dry on the finish. Yeah, like, but it makes it refreshing. It does make it refreshing. I, I, it feels like the back of my tongue is shrinking. <laughs> that's good. I think <laughs> if you like that. Oh, no, no, it is good, but it's, but it's it's that level of dryness. That's the thing. It's yeah. So I I think my fear of the dryness last time I tasted it, was more, I was expecting it to be as sweet as Contro. Yes. And then suddenly it wasn't. Whereas now I leapt in expecting it to be super bitter and it's not. It's not. It, it's definitely mellowed out. I think given it that yay. Yeah. Oh yeah, this was exactly the right type of beer to age yeah. as well. Yeah. You know what we should do? We should put but, this um, this recipe up on Malt Miller so that people can, yeah. people can make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Like, that's uh, I mean because all the ingredients, like the bitter orange, they sell as well. Yeah, yeah. But from, like, what we should them. do next year, we should try and make a concerted effort to backlog all of our stuff. Yeah, all of our previous stuff onto mm. Malt Miller. Yeah, I'll have notes somewhere. I think. Well, I mean, I, I've I know I've got all my recipes. Yeah, written down. Well, because I, I used to only save them uh, on my phone, and then my phone properly broke. So I lost. Ooh. But no, luckily I did have some handwritten backups. I mean, we could always listen back to the episodes and... There is that. There's not, there's <laughs> yeah. not direct percentages. There's though. not direct yeah. percentages, no. Um, but yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I, it's so refreshing. I just, it's I keep really having good. another sip without like... Because you you always get that stodginess with liqueurs that are just sort yeah. of like, go on then, I'll have a few drops more. Whereas this, I'm I'm almost guzzling it. <laughs> it's 9%. Don't, I know, don't, I really don't, should... Don't guzzle away a bit. bit. Uh, should we should we try another beer before before you down all of that one? Yeah, go on then. Okay, what have we got last up for a little Christmas treat? Well, uh, our little Christmas treat is a beer by Sirencraft called Going Out Stout. It's a mm. raspberry ripple stout. Now, there's a 
there's a bit of a story behind oh, this. Okay. Um, so this is um, a beer created uh, by uh, one of the people who worked at Sioncraft called Sean. Um, and this is basically like a goodbye brew, I guess. Okay. So um, I'm guessing they're leaving because it says here that they're, they're leaving to go abroad to uh, brew beer. Uh, as to where I don't know, um, and this day is his creation. A full batch version of Raspberry Ripple, Raspberry Ripple Pilot Brew debuted this time last year. Vanilla raspberry in, intertwined with biscuit and chocolatey malts to create a state that you keep going back to. Hmm. Well, I mean, only if they keep making it. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Well, let's um, find out if it's good first. Yeah, let's find out if it's good. I mean, what, where, where's the percentage at? Four point eight percent. So we've gone below and then very high and then we're. Back down to low. That's fine. You can smell the raspberry. Yeah, that's true. Go there's up, there's yeah. quite a quite a strong aroma. It there. is a very strong aroma. Mm. All right, I'm going to go in for yeah, a Yeah, do it. I mean, that smells amazing. Uh, and I can see it working really well with a stout. I'm expecting a slightly sweet stout, though. That is sweet. That is raspberry. Is it? Mm. Am I right? That is ripply. <laughs> that's the, the that is rippling you, you 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 explain to the listeners what ripply tastes like while i have a drink well no it's 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 definitely raspberry to the point where there's even a hint of sharpness there but then the malt base is so sweet and, and thick and lovely and grounding underneath it that that quick hint does not last long that sharpness is there definitely yeah but yeah like i said it doesn't hang around too long but very raspberry and then there's there is an air of biscuity like which you don't often get in uh stouts you tend to just linger on roast or yes, sweet yeah, or, yeah. Uh, but then there is there is a maltiness yeah definitely I, that's that lingering. is that's quite pleasant mm. and for 4.8 that's real good like i'm mm. very impressed i kind of hope they do start doing this a bit more <laughs> that on cask yeah, that, oh, that would be that. beautiful. I can see that working. Yeah, yeah, it's really, just really that little well. bit of raspberry to cut through the 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 sweetness of the base. Yeah, yeah. I'm not getting much chocolateiness, uh, but I don't know if that's the sharpness of the raspberry. Yeah, I I think the the chocolate notes are more sort of in the baseline maltiness, but yes, yeah, but. Uh, in a way, I'm actually more. I'm enjoying the aftertaste more than I'm enjoying the drinking taste. If that it's makes got sense. Slightly pinkish head oh does it Ooh, yeah. maybe. oh maybe that's interesting um, i presume they use actual raspberries well there. let's have a little look um so ingredients water obviously um raspberry vanilla yeah so there, there is raspberry and vanilla in that mm. so they must have I'm guessing like maybe a raspberry puree or something because that's what it tastes like oh, and also with vanilla that's a tricky one because so many malts give off just a hint of vanilla anyway mm. uh, uh, some of the darker malts and you, uh, anything aged as well can tend yes. towards vanilla and so um, many beers that have vanilla in they tend to overdo the vanilla i think or underdo um, or underdo yeah We're, and so it's a very hard thing to get right yeah this one i think is perhaps a touch on the under like i'm, I think I'm, slightly I'm under. searching I'm not, and it's not really there. yeah i mean i can get it at the back end of the raspberry that seems to be where yeah. I'm finding it, at the back end of the raspberry. I don't know why you would put a vanilla pod at the back end of a raspberry. It would look <laughs> hilarious, though. Yeah. Nice little nice little visual image for everyone. Here's there. a question for it. Oh. Which, which is the back end of the raspberry? Uh, the one that you eat last. <laughs> I can't argue with that. 
Yes, Raspberry Talk. Are we going to start up a whole new podcast? No. Uh, good. Because I don't <laughs> think we're going to get much material out of it. Let's keep talking about beer. How how does this contrast to uh, now? And this is undisclosed. We, uh, how does this contrast to your coffee and chocolate stout that we are also drinking? We are also drinking my chocolate and coffee stout because I've now got it on uh, keg, whereas yeah. before we were drinking it out of a bottle. So, I mean, we can wax lyrical quickly about um, my chocolate and coffee stout on keg. No, I just wanted want. to see how it compares to the raspberry. I mean, give it a try. Like, like, like have a sup. Mm. See whether or not maybe the raspberry would, a, a raspberry edition might... Oh, that's different. Is it? Yeah. So, when I've had sips of that before, that has been massive in coffee. Big coffee. Whereas now, mm. coffee's almost gone. It's just that peat. The yeah. peat chocolate is huge. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the the chocolate definitely comes through a lot more in that, but I think that's the addition of the cocoa nibs, whereas yeah. I think in um, the going out stout, it's probably just chocolate malt that they've used because they don't mention cocoa nibs um, in their... Yeah, they don't mention it in their ingredients. So I'm guessing mm. they've just done it through a chocolate malt. But both fantastic stouts. Yeah, very different though. Yes. Oh, I forgot one last lesson that I've learned. Here's here's a here's a thing to finish you on. All right. One last lesson that I learned this year. Is this whilst... going to be a Christmas cracker joke? No. Whilst doing a uh, a formalised tasting course thing that I had to do for work. Right. And that I wanted to do for work. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Um, the lesson that I took away from that is that it is absolutely fine to burp. Loudly, <laughs> as long as you excuse yourself by saying "sorry," carbonation. Man, honestly, because like, like you, you told me this like two weeks ago, I think. Yeah, and I've been using it ever <laughs> since, and I can, I can tell you, it's not acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> really, people don't. People, they don't. They don't find it as funny as I find it. Um, well, it's not about making it funny. It's about making it like every day, like. I'm drinking beer. Of course I'm going to burp. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't trying to make it funny, but it oh. did eventually just get to the point where it was hilarious. And it was <laughs> like, well, sorry, carbonation, carbonation. Yeah, um, sorry, carbonation. We've got to find the one for farting, though. Oh, um, gas. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, gas. Oops, gas. Yeah, it's not the same, is it? It's not. Uh, it's, well... It's not as it's not the same. Now now that we've really lowered the tone as low as it'll go, <laughs> we should probably just go. Um, yes. And leave these wonderful people to their festive times. Okay. Um so yeah, thank you very much for everyone who's listened over the yeah. past couple of years. Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas to everyone. And we will see you in the new year where we are going straight in with a session bitter. Yes. I believe is the plan, uh, or a porter. We haven't decided. Or a porter. One. It'll be one of the two, but yeah. it'll be. But it'll be something dark and multi for years. Um, so yeah, I think that's everything. If you've got any questions, again, just get in touch with us on Twitter at by the mashton or email us uh, by the at gmail dot com. Yeah. You know, get in touch with our partners if you've got any interest in like looking at equipment, any ingredients, anything like that. And that is the maltmiller.co.uk. Yeah. Um, you know, give them a shout on Twitter as well. And other than that, have a nice yeah. festive Enjoy time. Your time. Enjoy your time. Enjoy your time. Enjoy your time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>